inspection. I already wanted to gather the whole yeshiva. I asked my overlander because there was a specific sugya that I wanted to learn with the whole yeshiva. In this Kupas Hashana, there was something badly I wanted to learn with everybody. So I asked if everybody could focus this way. I asked no phones. I want focus. I, there's a sugya I wanted to learn. But before we learn this sugya together, that I badly want every single bacher to learn this sugya with me. Before we learn this sugya, I want to mention us. If you, if you tell the guys outside to come in, are there guys on the side? Before I learn this sugya, I wanted to mention a couple of names and ask them to come up. There are a few bacher in the yeshiva. We've seen, obviously. The year, in, in, it's obvious to all that this has been the most aliyah we've ever seen in the history of the yeshiva. We should give them something. So I have to the deli a, a gift certificate to the deli for these four names that I want to call up. Just guys who've, who've really joined in a tremendous way the yeshiva, and we just see great aliyah and really energize the yeshiva with their aliyah. I want to mention a 12th grader first. Who everybody has watched this class and grow and grow, and it's been noticed by all. It's been inspiring for all. And Abacha was really, I would say, joined the revolution in a tremendous way in the last couple of months. So I want to call Zach for help.
tell you another name. I'd have to give body the whole deli. I'm not going to do that now. Another, just another buffer who's really come on strong that I want to pull up Yitzhak Spiro. Yitzhak Spiro. really just coming on strong. So the last name I want to call up, Usher Sandberg. Shas, Yerushalmi, Babli, Safra, Sifri, 
Medrash, everything learned, they were obviously Tanayim, but all those Yediyos, that they knew, that they knew they had to study, and then study life, an unbelievable homework assignment, that Yerachim and Zakai gave his Talidim. And fascinatingly, he did it, you would think the Rebbe would just tell them, you'll see later on, that he does say his opinion. But like every good Rebbe, he wants the Talmidim to discover their opinion. It's interesting. He should just tell them, Rabbi Sai, I've done research for many years, learned through Kolat Tayyar Kula, and the following is the best leader. That's not what the great Rebbe does. He says to his Talmidim, Suru, I want you to go and make a discovery. I want you to work on it. I want you to explore and find out. I don't want your decisions in life, your aliyah to life, to be because I forced you or I told you. I want it to come from innovating, from inside you. So he says to them, Suru, go out and see the derech toiv shidavik ba'adam. I want you to discover, to self-discover, to work hard, and to come back and report to our chabura, what is the derech toiv shidavik ba'adam? What's the true path that a person should cleave to? And he wants the Talmidim themselves to come back and report and to represent to meet the Taiva that a person should cleave to. Fascinatingly, these five great Talmidim, not one of them came back with the same answer. You would think three of them had the same conclusion. Not one of them has the same answer. They came back with five different approaches, fascinatingly. You would think two of them, three of them would punked, have the same idea they'd come up with. They were doing the same research on the same question. And they come up with five answers, five different answers to this question of their Rebbe of the most important meat in the world to cleave to. I would like to study their five answers this morning with everybody. But more importantly than studying the five answers, I would like to ask the guys to join me. Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai asked his students, he was created, he had a yeshiva, and he asked them to discover the attributes, the most important attributes in the world. And they came back, each one with their conclusions, and I ask you, Rabbi Yechonim and Zakai's yeshiva certainly then had those five midas incorporated in his yeshiva. And I ask you to help. Let's all try to make these five attributes part of our yeshiva. So let's hear their, their work they did and let's piggyback on their ideas and try to join in. They call these midas the great Tanoim all these midas, the most important midas in the world. The derech toiv shiadabik ba'adam. These are all midas worth to cleave to, to grab onto, to hold on tight to. So let's learn through these five midas. Rebeliezer's oimer ayin toiva, to have a good eye, to see positive in people. I want to talk about this midah for a few minutes. Later on in Avais, there's a Mishnah that says as follows, a perplexing Mishnah, I want to talk about it. In Parakei Mishnah Hafez, you have the following Mishnah. It says, Whoever has the following three attributes is a student of Avram Avinu. 
There are three other attributes. You're a student of Bilam Arasha. What are these three attributes that make you a student of Avram Avinu? I just want to talk about the first one. That's our topic. To have a positive eye on another. If you have that, you're a student of Avram Avinu. If you look bad at people, you're a student of Bilma Russia. Then the Mishnah asks, What's the difference between a student of Avram and a student of Bilaam? They have a good life in this world. And they inherit Olam Abba, Shenemar, like it says in the Pasuk, Lahanchil, Hashem gives an inheritance, L'Oyavai, to those that Hashem, that have a close relationship to Hashem, Yesh. Hashem gives them Yesh. Yesh means something, existence. He gives them something permanent. Means Olam Abba. Yesh means existence, permanence. It's 310 palaces that the person gets in Olam Abba. And their storage house is Amalai, I will fill is Olam Azem. Aval, however, the students of Bilam, Yarshim Gehenim. They don't get Olam Azem and they get Gehenim. I have two questions, Rabbi Say, on this Mishnah that I would like to ask. Question number one is what is the lengthy discussion in this Mishnah? The Mishnah is written so lengthy, it says. There are certain midas, if you have one of the following three, if you have certain one of the three things, you're a student of Bilam. If you have a different you're a student of Bilam. Three of them make you a student of Avram, three others make you Bilam. Drum roll, what are those three that make you a student of Avram? Is Ayin Toiv, etc. One of those midas that make you a student of Bilam is Ayin Ra. So I ask you, why was the Mishnah written so lengthy? Why does it say three midas are Avram? Three are Bilam. The three, just say, if you have an Ayin Toiv, Ruach Nemulcha, Nefesh Shvela, you're a Talmud of Avram Avinu, and the opposite, you're a Talmud of Bilam. Why does it give you that first part of the Mishnah? There are three Midas make you Avram, we're not saying what they are yet, and three others make you Bilam. Then, only after that introduction, does it say the three that make you Avram Bilam. Why is it written that way? Question one. Question two, the Mishnah asks you, what's the difference in a student of Avram and Bilam? Are you kidding me? Avram Avinu students, did you ever see a Ben Torah or Ben Ali of gorgeous? You ever watch a Ben Torah function? You ever watch the Midas Torahs of a Ben Torah? Do you ever see how delicious and beautiful? Have you ever spent any time with Elios Manowitz? Come on! A few hours with a Ben sincere, authentic, happy, positive, Here. and then spend some hours with somebody who's not living right, who's selfish, self-absorbed, doing his own thing, not living in a beautiful manner. Would you ever ask, hmm, what's the difference? 
What is the Mishnah's question? What's the difference between a student of Avram and Bilam? Are you kidding me? And then in the answer, it says the difference is woo! So what was your question? In Shas, you never want a machloikis mekatsa el katsa. You never want a machloikis extremes. If somebody walks in the room and two of us see the person and one of us says, oh my gosh, I've never seen a bigger giant in the world. Somebody else says, I've never seen a bigger, a smaller midget. One of us is warped. Something's distorted. What's happening? In a question and answer, it shouldn't be extremes. A question, an answer and question in Shas is a discussion. It should never have extremes. The questioner says, hmm, I'm so confused as to the difference of, of the Talmud of Avram and Bilam. It means they're not so different. And then in the answer is like, the Talmud of Avram is Oilum Azen, Oilum Abba. He just got it. He just lives in Oilum Azen, Oilum Abba. And the Talmud of Bilam is a Gehenim Dekagai. He just doesn't live, not in this world, not in that. It's an unsuccessful failure. So what was your question? What was your sophisticated question? So I want to suggest to both of these questions, Rabbi said. In Ayin Toiv is a subtle midah. The midah of Ayin Toiv is subtle. It's not somebody who's stupid. Hey, you just, your head's in the sand, you look positively at people. You have to be sophisticated to have an Ayin Toiv. You have to be subtle. You have to be cap- capable of nuances, of noticing something fine and refined. Yetzirah is loud. Yetzirah is subtle. Yetzirah is subtle. And in order to have an ayin toiv, you have to see past superficiality. You have to see past things that distract and divert. You have to be more sophisticated and a little deeper, a little more patient in order to have an ayin toiv. The ayin raz of the world, the people who see bad, they say, I'm just a realist. I'm just smart. What do you want from me? It just annoys me. I'm just, they have a lot of terusim. And it doesn't come across as bad per se. I'm just trying to fix people up. I'm just trying to make my yeshiva better. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. The ayin ra, the bad eye has many terutsim, many from terutsim, to have an ayin ra. And in a lot of ways, the ayin ra and the ayin taib starts as a subtle difference. It's not, and the mission is really expressing that. By saying, I'm going to tell you three midas that make you an Avraham Avinu student. I'm not telling you what they are yet. Because I want you to hear and hear well. It's not going to be so simple. And many Ayin Raz think they're Talmidim of Avram, but you're not. Many Ayin Raz think they have an Ayin Raz in order to uphold Avram Avinu's teachings. They think, I need to be an Ayin Raz. I want to be loyal to Avram Avinu's teachings, all that he taught us. There's a lot of rationalizations to have an Ayin Raz. And a lot of a lot of a lot of mistakes go in. A lot of Avram Avinu's the Mivakesh Emes. I'm just an honest person. I'm like Avram Avinu. So the Mishnah's Madgish in a strong way. It stresses. Please bear with me. I'm going to tell you me. I'm not saying what it is yet. If you have it, you're a student of Avram. If you don't, you're a student of Bilam. There will be Terutzim. There will be thoughts. There will be a lot of rationalizations in this Midah. 
But just know, if you have this meeting, you're a student of Bilam. Who is Bilam and what's Bilam? Who is Avram? Avram represents the man who elevates the world. Avram Avinu represents the human being who's mekarev and uplifts the world. Bilam is the picture of the cursor. Bilam had the power of Klalam. He represents he who pulls down. If you have this middle of type, you're a student of Avram Avinu. If you don't, if you have an Ayin Ra, you're a student of Bilam. You're a destroyer. You're a cursor. You're somebody who brings down. And that meter Rabbi says, Ayin Taif. And when the Mishnah asks the question, what's the difference? Implying that it doesn't look so different, I believe the Mishnah is saying that it is subtle. It is subtle. The difference is what becomes if somebody follows the path of Ayin Taif. Somebody follows Ayin Ra ends up being a world different. But from the question of Ma Ben Talidah, it's Mashma, it starts subtly. I feel, Rabbi, say that an Ayin Ra lives in a dark world and doesn't get inspired. You can be, how can somebody be part, sitting in this room with you and not become great? How do you do it? How could you be around people growing like crazy and not become great? The easy answer is negativity, Ayin Ra. Everybody has flaws, you, me, and him. We all are flawed. We're human beings. Every human being has flaws. The easiest way not to be inspired by a revolution of Taiv, not to be inspired by people growing, is to zone in and focus on the flaw, which exists and is true. People have real flaws. Zone in and focus on those and they'll have rationalizations. It just bothers me. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest and it just annoys me. You'll have every rationalization. What will happen is two things. You'll destroy those around you because of your negativity. See somebody as negative and you help him see himself as negative. You do damage to him and you do unbelievable damage to yourself. Because instead of being inspired by that person's greatness, which is inspiring, by the way, instead of being inspired by that which is steigen, by that which is impressive, you choose and have every bias to choose to see his negativity, which hurts him and hurts yourself. You then live in a place of so much negativity. There's so much bad. There's so many flaws. In a yeshiva of 150 people, there are 150 deep flaws. Because we're all flawed. Every human being is. Focus on flaws and you lose your inspiration to grow. And you damage those you have a bad eye to. You damage the person you have an eye in rat to and damage yourself. Have an eye in toib, the meat of Avram Avinu. And you uplift those around you, noticing their mindless. Noticing their strengths, noticing that which they work on, you uplift that person, and you uplift yourself, you get inspired. You're moved, you're motivated to grow as well. In a beautiful world, you're motivated to grow. Ayin Teva, an absolute essential midah. It's essential anywhere in the world, and in Yeshivats, nothing can be stated more in Yeshiva. It's the first thing mentioned in this Mishnah by this student of Yerechim and Zakai to have an eye in Taiva, to have a good eye, a positive eye, to learn to focus on the mindless of others. Learn to focus. When you think about friends, focus on mindless. Focus on strengths. Be moved by them. 
focus on them, appreciate them. It takes work. It takes avayda. It's not just a natural thing, but I see flaws. Okay, so now work. Roll up your sleeves and work. In Ayin Toiv, an essential midah, every one of us wants to be a student of Avram Avinu. Every one of us. He's the founder, the Ab, the start of our people. The start of the most precious people on earth. Avram Avinu is called the Ahuvi, who's called the greatest relationship to Hashem. Ahuvi, Avram Ahuvi. Avram Avinu, we say every day, Mogin Avram. We mention Elokeya, we call Hashem the Elokeya Avram. Startling. The Mid of Avram Avinu is Ayin Taib. Is this Midah? To learn to see people in a positive light. It's something we must work on ourselves. Abakar, one of the great successes we've ever had in Yeshiva. He told me in Yeshiva I became a big time davener. He davens beautifully. Doesn't miss minyan and gorgeous. He became a big time learner. He's a massive successful in learning. He became big time in Midas. He said to me, a thoughtful person who doesn't exaggerate, he said to me, the greatest acquisition I got in Waterbury, and that's a strong statement because he got a lot. The greatest acquisition is I look at people favorably. I got an iron tiger. I look at people with a good eye. I don't judge them negatively. I don't get fooled by superficiality. I don't get fooled. I don't get diverted by one flaw, which we all have. I learn to see people, and I am telling you, the greatness that is. Because of that, I'm adding. He didn't say this, but that's what he said. I'm adding, when you do that, if you're an Ayin Taif, you lift up people tremendously. Reb Nachman of Breslin says that if you meet somebody and you look, you think, I promise it's like obvious to me this point. To me, it makes me yawn. To the world, thinks there's a Chiddush. But I want to share what I read from Reb Nachman of Breslin. To the world, it's a Chiddush. I think living here, it's like yawn. It's so obvious. Reb Nachman says you meet somebody. And you're, maybe you're involved in Kira or Sam. You meet a person. He says that you can say nothing to him, not have one interaction with him, but if you think highly of him, you can change his life. You didn't have one interaction, you didn't say a word. If you think highly of him, you can change his life. That's what Nachman said. To me, it's like obvious, that's Pashim. Probably the greatest thing you could do for your friend is hold of him. Is be machshiv, and probably the greatest thing. We're in a period where the Talmudim and Rebekiva died. We all have beards. We're not listening to music because they weren't noy covered zelazet. They didn't have enough respect. It doesn't say they degraded. There wasn't enough respect. I am told, and the yeshiva was lost. Rebekiva's yeshiva was lost from the history books. It was all killed out, a plague, wiped out his entire yeshiva. They weren't worthy of bringing the Messiah Satoira forward because they didn't have the proper respect one to another. It's Mamash Chsern and Ayin Rai. It wasn't the yeshiva of Avram Avinu. Only Avram Avinu, only Avram Avinu type yeshivas survive. A yeshiva with the next person is precious, is appreciated. We have an Ayin Taiv. So this is something that all of us, the first meet I wanted to speak about this morning, the first meeting that all of us, but not to say do I have it or not. If there's not, it's not a yes or no question. Always try better. Always push harder. I ask every person to begin working on this towards Shavuos. We're holding halfway there. And I ask that everybody begin working harder on it. I am 
to see everybody, and everybody, I mean everybody, in a good eye, in a positive eye, to see people in the proper way. I am telling you, to stop being getting distorted views from a negative trait, we all have a negative trait. To stop focusing on that, focus on the minor. That was me, the number one. Me, the number two. Let's get to the second Talmud's, the second Talmud's Midah. <coughs> yeah, I really, I really should award, I should give for every name for every midah, I should award a guy in the yeshiva who best represents acquiring that midah. I really should do that. That's what I was thinking about. Yaakov, you want to say one name was Ayin Toiv. You see in the yeshiva, a guy who has, he looks in a, in a deep way, in a profound way, not just words. Who looks above on the yeshiva, who looks positive at guys. You want to give a name? But a guy in an honest way has an iron toy like it. Everybody, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say a Bachar who transformed himself to create an Ayin type. There are people that are more natural, their ways they see positive in people, and there are people whose nature is to see negative. I'm not, this name I'm going to give, I'm not saying his nature is to see negative. What I am saying is I much more value somebody who acquired it. Somebody who, who work acquired to see positive. So I want to say a name that acquired this meat of Ayin and the name I want to say is Shmaya Plash. Oh, Thank you, Shiva. Hey, Rabbi Sai, before I share, 
speak about this morning. The next midah I want to, I'm going to talk about this morning, we have to do a Varma song, just to loosen, I was a little stiff today. Let's do Shmelke's nigga. If guys learn it, please learn the 12 days and the If everybody learns this song, other it's a high, nice high key. Five 
Shabbos compliments. In the world of truth, Leif Toib is the greatest compliment to say on a person. Rabbi Yehle Mitzakai agrees to that student, that Leif Toib, but we have to know what is a Leif Toib. Says Rebbeinu Yoyna, a lave toy means the opposite of cash. The very opposite of cash. Anger is a person who's always a captain. There are two words I want the guys to hear, and I want it to be the hallmark of Yeshivas, the way to identify ordinary guy. You'll see the person, besides being the coolest person you've ever seen, you'll also see a person who's a mevater. There's a Captain and a mevater. A mevater is somebody who lets things slide. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Not in an external way, I would say. If you're angry and you just don't say anything, that's not a lady to play. It's an internal medium. There's a deal from right Gestenbaum that I love, I'm crazy over, that I have to share with Oilam. At the end of Shmaneser, Rabbi said, we say at the end of every single Shmaneser, we dive into Hashem, and right Gestenbaum, Kedarko Bakreider said something so profound. It's something I try to remember as often as I can. And I was kind of sorry that gorgeous feel at the end of Shmanesra. We dive into Hashem. This is a, a gorgeous fear. We say to Hashem, to those that curse me, Nafshi Sidon, my nefesh should be silent. Right? Kestabam says your mouth talks. Why do you say Nafshi Sidon? To those that curse me, should say Svasai Sidon. My mouth should be silent. What do you mean your soul should be silent? Since when does your soul talk? Always. Says Rabbi Kestenbaum profoundly, says Rabbi Kestenbaum goodness, that you're not that You are not davening to Hashem that I shouldn't rank the guy out. If somebody curses me, you're not davening, I shouldn't rank him out. You're davening that deep inside of me, I shouldn't even be upset. Nafshi Siddur, my very soul should be silent. Inside, I shouldn't care. Olev Toiv is a tremendous mind when not a guy rips you and externally, you hold an anger, that's very nice, that's not Olev Toiv. A wave type is internally your mindfulness. The Rambam says that it's Asr Daraisa to be angry at a guy and not to tell him. It says in this past week's parasha, my sister, don't hate your friend in your heart. It is an obligation with our eyes that you have a time on a guy to tell him. If you're Michael, you don't have to say anything. If you're not Michael, a guy, you're obligated with our to go up to him and say, I've tied this on you. It hurt me when. It's hard to do. We're macho. We want to give over. Nobody hurts us. But the goal of a wave time is you're such a humble person, you're such a caring person, you have such control, self-control, that inside you Michael others. A guy said something mean, he had a bad day, I'm Michael. A guy did something wrong to me, I'm Michael, that's a wave type. A murderous meter to acquire, to be a mevater, to let things slide. My mother has hanging on our fridge a wine from Rav He says, Kol Yomai, my whole life, Vitarki, I was Mivater. 
It's funny that this past year's Tishaba video, Klal Yisrael had, Klal Yisrael, a video that, that, that was shown that all of Klal many of Klal Yisrael watched on Tishaba, and this year was about being Mivater, letting things slide. Being a person who's Mivater. It was funny because the speakers made it. It's not such a spoken about me, though. It's not much is known about it. I got a lot of calls, a, a good few calls from guys that they heard not such a known me, the Yeshiva Baruch Hashem. We speak about it a lot. It's a late type. According to Rabbi Yechon and Zakai, this Mishnah, the most important meat in the world to acquire. Let things slide. See, your sister said that. See, your mother said it. Let it slide, not externally. To learn to be a person who lets things go for others. Let things slide for others. To really be that person who has a lathe type. It's thrown around way too early. I know a Bachar in the Yeshiva worked for two years on having a lathe type. I know a guy two years, he wanted to let things slide with it to his heart. He's a serious person. He worked on it for two years to acquire the Nidah. Let things slide, not externally, deeply. It's not, it's not a meeting just a lave type. It's thrown around. We have a lave type in the yeshiva. A guy you like a beast worked on it. It's thrown around way too easy. Is my sticker here? I see him walk out. I think he had to run out. Maish is also very schedulized. And Maish works out at 12. You can set your clock to it. But he's not here. This is not said for flattery's sake. I can tell you that Maish worked on himself for two years. He told me. And he had plans and charts and other ways. He did a lot of things read up on him to acquire a late time. It's My sticker is very disciplined and he follows the yeshiva were into structure and schedule. Never, never fool yourself. Waterbury's into structure and schedule, just a realistic one that's for you. Tailor-made. A guy not living in a structure or the schedule has to settle up with his Rebbe, does not understand the yeshiva and iota. Maish works out at 12. We set it up. He works out at 12 daily. You can set your clock to it. Kalish, you're in the middle of talking. He's going to work out, and I sanction that. I agree with him. But the Maish type is thrown around way too easily. Without any work, we say, the guy who is so kind-hearted. It's a tremendous mistake. That's not called the late type. A late type is when somebody, by every right, should get you angry. And you're deeply, but inside, deeply and profoundly, you're Michael. It's a tremendously freeing experience. To have tightness on somebody is, 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 owns you, it possesses you. To let some, to have a tiny on somebody, I once read a line, is to let them live rent-free in your brain. They, they, they live in your brain. They're, they're, and to be Michael and be Nevaktor is a very freeing experience. To have a late type. It's one of the Memchas Kinyani one of the attributes necessary to be to, to acquire tires to have a late type. To learn to let things slide. Be Michael. If I had to pick a media that gives a person the happiest life, the Altim Nevarid, again, I'm going to end with this. Rabbi Sayyid gave the following, I'm going to end the Torah part, and then I just want to make a few announcements. The Altim Nevarid gave, the Altim Nevarid gave a, the following mushal to life. He said there are deer who have very tall antlers, and they run fast in the forest. 
and he said running at speeds of 40 to 50 miles an hour, I, I'm crazy over there. I moved to a neighbor that Baruch Hashem has there. We have deer in, um, in Blue Ridge. I happen to love deer. I came back one day from a particularly complicated day, and I pulled into my driveway, and a deer was right in front of my car, beautiful deer, and usually they run away, and it stayed there. I just was able to stare at it and watch it. I felt it was a gift from Hashem. It's just, I love animals. Deer are awesome. To watch them run, the strength of a deer is mishuga. They are, they're, they're ripped. Deer are strong. They're crazy, crazy strong. But they are an amazing animal. They're fast. They're graceful. The way they seem to like jump, run and jump. Very swift, amazing. I got so excited about deer. Why was I telling everybody about deer? Says the altar, thank you. Says the altar, deer have these antlers, many deer. And when they run 40 and 50 and 60 miles an hour through the forest, their antlers can get caught up in the thicket. Running 50 miles an hour and his antlers get caught up is a death sentence for the deer. And they die. They're running 50 miles an hour, the antler gets hooked up on a branch, and the neck of the deer is broken off. Bang. Going 50 miles an hour. So a deer have two options. Either they could try to cut down the thicket, or they could try to shave their, their they run, they go to trees and they shave down their antlers to keep it low. Because typically the main thread is high above their heads. So he said there are two approaches to a deer. If you say I'm going to cut down the thicket, the forest, you could never cut all the forests in the world. It's an impossible task. If you just shave your own antlers, you run through safely. Says the author of the verdict. This world, bad this don't work. You run into problems, your mother, your sister, your wife ultimately, and your children, and your job. Bad midas don't work. If you're always pointing fingers and not self-working things out, fixing up and developing midas, there'll always be another thicket. You can blame your mother and your sister and this one. You're trying to cut the thicket. Your antlers will get caught somewhere. The best thing is to work on your midas. Shave your antlers. Work on your midas. Hashem designs the, the nicest part about this world is that bad leaders don't work in this world. It's such kindness of Hashem. He could have made it, yet bad midas, and it works in the world. Bad midas don't work. You have a terrible existence. It's a pasuk in Yeshaya, A person's bad midas pay back to himself. It punishes him. It automatically, Hashem designed a gorgeous world. If you run after covenant, covenant runs away. It embarrasses you. All bad midas don't work in this world. A guy is not a nice guy. He loses in this world. You watch it. Time and time again, he loses in this world. I don't care if bad midas become president. You're very shallow to look at it. Well, it, didn't, it worked in this world. Look how many marriages, relationships, what people say about you. Bad midas don't work in this world. Fact. Good midas work in this world. We read that Mishnah, the person who's the person who's tired of it. So it says he get the person who's an ayin tayv, good midas. He gets oilumazeh and oilumabah. It is necessary for oilumazeh to have good midas, to have a good marriage, to have a good relationship to your children, to have a wonderful home. You need good midas. This midah that Rabbi Yochanan and Zakai says is the most important midah, lave tayv, let things slide, let it go. 
You can have a relationship with somebody else and do a hundred good things to him. And you make a mistake, don't we all? The bad me, this guy holds you to it. Oh, you did that? I'm not my... Are you out of your mind? Didn't a hundred good things happen? Let something slide. Learn, but not externally just. I'm not talking about your receiving. You self-talk and tell yourself, he's a good guy, he did one bad thing, let him go. He did too bad, he had a bad day, he had a bad week, a bad month. Let it slide. Learn to really be moich of the inside. Davin Tashem for it. To those that curse me, nafshi sedim. My very nefesh should be silenced. So this is the midr of the second midr I wanted to work on in yeshiva towards shluis. I want to ask these two, we didn't get to the other three. These two, I and Taiv see people in a positive light. Midr number one, that I want to take the last 25 days before Shavuos and in a serious way to work at seeing people positive, in a positive light. And neither two is a lave type. This unbelievable. I want it to be said on the guys in the yeshiva, they have a lave type. A lave type is profoundly to be Michael, the next person. Not just words. You know, not the Arab of Kippur. Michael, 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 and you're angry. I'm told that profoundly be Michael. To really be Michael another. That freeing experience of forgiving. It's not easy, but it's freeing. So I asked these two me, this lave type, let things slide. He did that? Be Michael. Lave type and I and type. Two meters that I want to make a revolution in the yeshiva to work on. Hadkan is the tire part of the meeting. Just to I say a couple of a couple of practical a couple of practical announcements. If I can ask, I absolutely want guys to have great times, and I love it when guys climb up on the roof and the top. It looks so cool. It's neat. It's quite neat, and I like conquering fears as well. So, a guy has creative heights. Climb up the roof. I just asked that Rashiva asked that it does do damage when guys are on the roof. It seems that it it does cause damage just standing on the roof. So I'm asking to, the trees to climb the trees, not the roof. That not the trees. Don't climb the clock. Yeah, we're almost at that. <laughs> just not to climb on the roof. It is cool, admittedly. But I asked the guys, please, it does, it seems that it does damage, just practically. It does damage to the roof. So I'm asking if guys, please don't climb on the roof. As well, in general, you have to make sure to stay safe, so don't do the same. Rebbe, are you going to climb a mountain on the wall's 100%. Kiva sees a guy on top of the roof. We write down, that's another bucker going to Lost Camp. That is true. That's not if you like climbing, I strongly advise you. If you don't, to let me Lost Camp. That is a little advertisement there. I want to I wanna say, Rabbi Say, that left, left to the year, Baruch Hashem, we thankfully still have four Shabbosites left together. What we have now, if I'm correct, we have two ins, then the 9th, 10th, 11th, there's an hour to 12th base Hashem will have a blue and Shabbos. Yeah! And we have two ins, and after the second in, the yeshiva's over on Sunday's graduation. So there are four more. 
Shabbos. Do everything in their power to keep the sanctity of Shabbos. Shabbos is a precious gift from Hashem. The older you get, the more you appreciate it. The more you grow in Ruchmias, you appreciate it. I would actually say it's a, it could even be a litmus test. If you want to know where you're holding Ruchmias, your feelings to Shabbos often are a litmus test. And I can tell you that people who are Ruchmiastika people crave Shabbos. They enjoy Shabbos. I want to ask every bracha to uphold Kedusha Shabbos in every single manner possible for yourself and for others. So I'm asking you four Shabbos. If somebody feels that Hashem Yerachim is not ready for Kedusha Shabbos, to please remove himself from Yeshiva for Shabbos. Go home. I'm asking you, make sure you tell the Rebbe, you tell myself, I Oblander, you must retain have Kedusha Shabbos. I'm asking we have four Shabbos here for everybody to every in their power to that it should feel Shabbos thick both in the yeshiva and the door to do everything in our power we have four Shabbos four precious Shabbos together so I'm asking that we protect those four Shabbos should be something of tremendous beauty I want to I want to say as well that next week starts the same season it's going to start next week They're only from that point next week from Lago until the end of the year is under four weeks, way under four weeks, three and a half weeks. So we're going to get a lot of Siemen to a much tighter window than most years. So I'm asking first of all guys to come to the Siemen, but not just to come to participate. We will have better food, that's a promise. And we're going to up the ante of the food. But I'm asking, we also have, I'm asking the guys to prepare for the Siemen, prepare music for the Siemen. It's hard. We in Yeshiva, we feel the Avelis of, the, of these days more than most because music's important here and the music has been stilled for a little bit. But the music will more than make up in those days with tremendous amounts of music. So I just wanted to be my I'm asking guys who have Siyumim to come to me so we can figure out a schedule. There might be days, breakfast, lunch, supper. So be it. Excellent. But um, I ask guys to please come to me just with the, and I'll try, I'm going to get a calendar, I'm going to try to get an empty calendar to fill in the days just so we have some schedule and some order to it. So please come, anybody who's interested in the Siyum, and there's certainly many Siyumim, we want your Siyumim, please come to me, we're going to, we're going to set those up. I want to say, Rabbi Sain, this is specifically for the younger grades that uh, the 12th grade has carried the yeshiva, the, the minyanim, the whole ruach of the yeshiva, the space medrash has been, it has just been on fire this year from the 12th grade.
want to say to every guy, I want to say to every guy very simply, it's time to step up. Very, very abruptly, all of a sudden we lose, you look around and none of are full, but it's a lot of 12th graders. The base marriage is full, 12th graders. I'm asking a guy to be smart. The people who say next year, it doesn't happen. You watch, and I, you can cheer, not cheer, but you watch what Zach Abram has done this year. A guy who says next year, it never ever happens. Next year I'll stop, next year I'll start. I've heard both of those. Next year I'll stop in the sewer and next year I'll start. Anytime I can write down the times, I can give you a list of when it never works. Next year I'll stop, doesn't happen. Now I'll stop. Next year I'll start, doesn't work. Now I'll start. I ask the guys to begin now. Well, first Well, there's a whole 12th grade ever here, so I pass it from this moment on. The 11th grade, you're 12th graders now. You're not 11th grade. This is this is going to be this. Rabbi said you have a big, you have a lot to carry and a lot to live up to. And I guess the guys, I guess the guys really in a strong way to really put in tremendous effort to advance. All of life is about advancing. And I asked the 10th grade, the 11th grade has been excellent and definitely stepped up their games to previously. I'm asking you to have a nice show. I can tell that it's time to come away and put it hard out for me. Celebrate, we will. Whenever you see the Steigen, it also leaves behind people who are not who are not advancing, and it also makes it starker. It highlights it more as you see people advancing in big ways. It highlights more those that are not. So I, I ask every single bunker, please join Ben I ask everybody to pick up somebody. The goal is not to leave anybody behind. So I ask Rabbi say everybody to join in growing. Step up, become part. In the yeshiva, we've seen it all. We've seen guys with very little time left in the year. A person can be kind of long like So I'm asking staff that everybody join. The 12th grade cheer will begin at 12.35 and 7 minutes. Have an excellent day. Yeah. Yeah.